scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Score North Live. Got him with a fastball. A dozen Ks tonight for Kenta. But suddenly now, with Maeda coming over and joining this group as well, and Julius Chassin on a minor league deal, it's not high impact necessarily, but there's a lot of depth. And oh yeah, they took the money that they were going to spend on Ryu or Wheeler, and they gave it to Josh Donaldson. The highlight was courtesy of the Dodgers Television Network. That was Ken Rosenthal on MLB Network. This is Score North Live on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Rami Makhlouf in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Judd Zolgad alongside for Hour 1. Derek Wetmore joins for Hour Number 2. Declan Goff, other side of the glass, as always, on the 1s and 2s. Lots to get to in the show this afternoon. Two multi-team trades involving Minnesota teams going down late last night. Judd, you've been here a long time. When was the last time this happened? Oh, this? <laughs> I don't think ever. I don't think in my in my time following sports in this town that you've ever had um, one team dismantle its roster to the point of it being unrecognizable for a game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, then the baseball team make a trade like this in the same fell swoop? Uh-uh. I talked last night about how, like, the day I turned 40, I can't keep my eyes open past 11 p.m. So all this was happening as I was trying to stay awake last night. I didn't even have the wherewithal to, like, react and process all these moves as they were happening. Declan and I were at the uh, Wild Game. I saw you guys. And I think the Twins trade came down first, and we're like, wow. And then uh, towards the end of the hockey game, the Wolves basically said, you know what? This roster, just take it. Gerson Rosas had a garage sale of basketball players. We'll talk about the Wolves trade later this hour. Bill Shaken of the LA Times, he'll tell us a little more about Kente Maeda coming up at 1 o'clock. But to talk about the Twins angle on this trade from scorenorth.com and the Score North app, you can read his work on the Twins there. It is a pleasure to welcome in Jake DePew. Jake, how are you? I am good. How are you, Remy? I'm doing well, man. What, what was what was the more shocking part of this move last night, that the Twins went out and got a pitcher that we've all been waiting for them to get this offseason, or that Mookie Betts was actually traded by the Red Sox? <laughs> I think I think the first part, uh, Mookie Betts, he was, that was a done deal. I think that the, the writing was on the wall there, but I was surprised to see the Twins part with Gratterall uh, to, to get this pitcher, and um, my eight is a great addition, and I, I do like the trade, but yeah, that was a shocker. It was a shocker to see them give up on Gratterall just as he was, you know, emerging in the big leagues. Do you mind that, Jake? Because my feeling is this. One is, I, I'm the guy who, at the deadline last year, when the Twins didn't trade for a starter, said, why don't you trade a prospect? It makes no sense. So I can't come back now today and say, but you should have traded that prospect. But also, it, to me, that this this at least opens the door a smidge to saying, well, if you're willing to trade Gratterall in this situation for a guy who I think is going to step into the rotation as the number three, this gives us some some potential hints that this team also might be willing, as the trade deadline July 31st approaches, Jake, uh, to swing a you know potentially fairly big deal for a pitcher that could slot in above Barrios and Odorizzi um, as a rental player, and you'd have to give up a top five prospect, let's say, to do that. Yeah, I I love the trade, not necessarily because you know they fleeced. Uh, well, I guess the Red Sox, Gradwell's going to the Red Sox. 
I, you know, they may end up losing this trade, but I love it because of what it represents, which is obviously that they're going all in. There's no question about that at this point. Um, this is all about 2020, and, and I think they feel like Maeda can give more quality innings than Gratterall could in, in 2020, uh, and so they, they pulled the trigger, and that's something that we never see this organization do. So, you know, I get the consternation on Twitter from Twins fans about giving up a prospect as good as Gratterall, but to me, this is this is fantastic because of, like you were saying, they're all in, and they're, I, I think this sets the stage for them to make an even bigger deal at the deadline if they need it. I mean, their rotation right now is looking pretty good. They may not even need to add another arm, but if they do, they're obviously all in on 2020, and, and I would expect them to, to not be done. I, they're going to plug holes, uh, at, you know, sort of as the season goes along. Jake, I had accused them of being prospect hoarders. And I guess yeah. I guess this this kind of proves me wrong that they're willing to trade their top pitching prospect, third prospect overall, to go and get Kenta Maeda. And I wanted them to you know start spending some of the capital that they had in terms of minor league prospects because they're as deep as just about anybody in baseball when it comes to that. But I didn't want them to go and spend frivolously in terms of the resources that they have there. And you just traded your number three prospect, top overall pitching prospect to get an above-average pitcher. And while, yes, it is an upgrade to the rotation, which we all agree they needed, I think I'm with Judd that this this puts them in even better position to go and acquire somebody at July 31st and, and strengthens their, their place in the AL Central. But I already felt pretty good about their place in the AL Central that they'd at least be in a position to add at the July 31st trade deadline and you just traded one of the best chips that you were going to have at that deadline right now for an above-average pitcher rather than, rather than packaging him later in the season for somebody who brings that impact pitcher to the rotation that we heard them talk about when the offseason started. Listen, Rami, if you don't want to cut the brakes and, and take the wheel of the ball, <laughs> Way to go, Jake. Way to go. <laughs> don't you, don't use my words against me. That's not fair, Jake. I can stick to O'Doul's. I can stick to O'Doul's. I'll supply a couple of fish albums, a few industrial size bags of Cheetos, and we can all just sit back and, and see where this thing goes. Uh, and I think, I think they'll end up making stops in New York and LA, uh, in October. But no, but seriously, I, yes, they traded away their top pitching prospect, but, this is why they made all of those trades in 2018 at the deadline when they were sort of on the fringes of contention. They were over 500. They could have gone either way. And they traded Dozier and Escobar and Presley and got this huge bevy of prospects back. You do that so that you can trade away a guy like Gradrall and still have enough depth that it doesn't kill you. So, like, yeah, it's, it's a big loss to their prospect pool, but they have guys like Duran. Uh, Jahan Duran, Jordan uh, Belazovic, and others that that are that are right on Gratterall's level, or, or at least similar. So, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, and and it may look really bad in like three years, but I just I'm fine with it because it of what it signals. And it, they also might uh, internally think the Bruzdar's arm is going to uh, fall off in in about two years because he he had right. TJ and missed all of 16 in part. Of seventeen, and then, and then, I guarantee you, what scared the pants off them, and rightfully so, was the shoulder impingement last year, which I think cost him two more months, Jake. Mm-hmm. So I think that I I think that there's a feeling here, and look, part of how this team is going to operate, like it or not, is based on the hubris of we're smarter than you, right? It's just how they're going to. It, it's baseball now. 
And so I do think that there probably is an eternal feeling that Gratterall's gone from a guy that they probably expected a couple of years back or more to be a starter, to now being a bullpen guy, to now ha- having had a shoulder impingement to the point of internally them being concerned that the mechanics just weren't going to be workable. And if that's the case, then, you know, if Bruzdar goes on the IL in June or something like that, this trade in their mind is obviously going to look a lot smarter. So that's my guess. Right, and I think it was Wes Johnson that said at Twin Fest. Yes, it is. Um, that yeah, that he had a, a violent delivery and that they were working to to fix that uh, because they were worried about his long term health. And so, so obviously that was a concern for them. And the fact that they didn't transition him back to a starter in 2020, I was really shocked by that. I thought at the end of last year, I thought for sure he would start the year in AAA as a starter and be up in the bigs in May. Um, so, so the fact that they were keeping him as a reliever suggests that they were a little bit down on him, um, at least relative to what he could have been as a starter. We'll see if the Red Sox end up doing with him, but I just, yeah, they may not view him internally quite as highly as some of the prospect rankings do or, or that or that we did prior to this trade. But obviously the Red Sox think highly of him. I know he wasn't the higher-graded prospect in the package that they ended up getting from Mookie Betts, but still, he was effectively half the package that that went and got Mookie Betts for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That that says something about even if the Twins weren't high on him, obviously people in other front offices were pretty high on Bruce Star Gratterall, don't you think? For sure, but the Red Sox are also in full rebuild mode now, <laughs> and when you're in rebuild mode, you acquire you know, high upside, high risk arms like Gratterall. Um, I think if they were trying to win in 2020, they wouldn't have acquired him and, and seen him as a, a big piece of their of their pitching staff. So, like, I, he'll probably start the year in Pawtucket for them, and they'll slowly develop him as a starter. Um, so, yeah, again, I mean, it, I get what you're saying, Rami. I really do. Like, it is a risk, and I was surprised, but this is what you have to do. You have to get uncomfortable either in money or prospects to build a team that can really compete in 2020 uh, for, for not just a division, but a World Series, because we saw what happened in the playoffs last year and the, the last two decades, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a risk, but it, it's one worth taking. And um, I, I think people are also sleeping on how good Maeda is. Like, he, if he wasn't pitching for the Dodgers, he would be a number two for a lot of teams, and not just rebuilding teams, good teams, uh, number three at worst. They trusted him to pitch – big, important, in, a lot of innings and important innings in the playoffs as a reliever, and he was very productive as a starter before that. So I think he's good. I think he's better than Jake Odorizzi, to be honest. Mm. Um, and if you look at that rotation, if, if, and this is a huge if, and I know Judd hates even talking about Rich Hill, but if Rich Hill stays healthy, and you think about a rotation of Rios, Hill, Maeda, Odorizzi, and Pineda as your five, I mean, that's, to me, that's like a top five rotation in the American League. So... It's a gamble, but a gamble worth taking, in and, my view. And Jake, here here's the the thing, because you bring up a very interesting discussion point in the Red Sox demise for 2020. The other thing that I like that the Twins are clearly doing is, boys, they looked at the American League, okay? And I know the Yankees look great. All right, but let's get past them for one second, because if you get to, to the playoffs with the right team, you've got a chance, right? I think Houston's in for a rocky road, and I know that they're still a good team, but I've covered sports a long time, and when things like what's happened to the Astros 
happen to a team, it can throw them. A.J. Hinch is gone. Dusty Baker, God bless him, is a is a grandpa type of presence. But I'm not going to be surprised if the Astros take a step back, at least for 2020. So outside of the Yankees, my question is, if you're the Twins, who really scares you? And my answer is, nobody really. And so I think what we're seeing here is at least the partial recognition of a of a sense that the Twins have the opportunity for at least 2020 to absolutely pounce on a league that I don't want to say it's going to be down, but I certainly think it's going to have opportunity to it. Yep. I mean, I think they're taking the view, essentially, of how can we beat the Yankees in a playoff series? Um, because I agree, Houston, they could be really good, or they could just completely uh, you know, go off the skids and lose 80 games. Um you know, and there are some other teams like Oakland and Tampa who could be competitive, and you never know what Chicago's going to do with that team, and they've improved a lot. But I think this is about beating the Yankees and getting to the World Series. And does Maeda push them over the top? No, but it's a big step up from somebody like Homer Bailey. It's like Homer Bailey, <laughs> once everybody's back, he won't even, he shouldn't even be in the rotation. I mean, you have five starters at least who are legitimately better than him, um, and Maeda is. Again, in my view, like a two or a three at worst on this team. Yeah, no, your rotation is 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 definitely improved over what it was yesterday. I, I'm not I'm not debating that. Talking with Jake Depew, you can read his thoughts on the Kent Maeda trade and all things Twins at ScoreNorth.com and the ScoreNorth app. But the other part of this deal that that I question a little bit, Jake, is I thought I really thought that they were and they started to do this last year. They were going to sort of flip the script and. Maybe not bullpen games in in the classic sense. If there is a classic sense of bullpenning, it's only been around like five or six years. But if if they maybe weren't going to bullpen games in the classic sense, but the bullpen was certainly going to play a large role. And I really thought that Bruce Dar Gratterall could play a big spot in that. Kenta Maeda, I know, I know, starting pitching, it's highly valued and rightly so, but. He's going to pitch once every five days. You're going to see the bullpen every day. Why are you looking for flaws? I'm be, because that's what we do, Judd. It's our job. Why are you looking for flaws? Because here? that's exactly what we do. <laughs> Bruce Dar Gratterall departing from that bullpen. While you weren't going to see him every day, yeah. you were going to see that but, bullpen every day, and there's a ripple effect to this. But can we call them prospect hoarders? And then when they turn around and don't hoard them, that doesn't mean I have to agree with every trade rip, that they make involving a prospect. I I love the fact, boys, the band aid is off. I think we're open now to top five guys being traded. That's my biggest thing. Jake, you get what I'm saying about the bullpen? The ripple effect the, throughout it? Just just cut the brakes, Rami. Just get it <laughs> how am I how am I the guy pumping the brakes on this today? How is this even happening? I love the fact that they traded <laughs> makes, a top prospect. This makes no sense. I'm such a fan of this. No, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan of the mentality. Yeah, exactly. I'm a fan of the, the approach, the, the go for it, the all in approach. Fan of that. Yes. This particular move. I got issues with Jake. Am I crazy? That's the question before we let you go. Am I crazy? Well, we're all crazy. <laughs> uh, that's my cop out answer. Um, but no, I mean, yes, it might have a ripple effect, but you're also assuming that Gratterall is going to be this lights out reliever. I mean, we thought that about Fernando Romero last year. Remember all the spring training stories last year where Fernando Romero is this great late-inning weapon, and like he's going to be the fireman. Well, he barely even pitched in the majors last year, so there are no guarantees um, that Gratterall was going to be that guy. You know, but Maeda, he will. Like He has a rubber arm. He pitches 150 innings every year. He can pitch in relief, by the way, which he's mm-hmm. done in September and October the last couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, it, 
you're giving up you're giving up high upside for for a win now mentality, and I just I can't fault them for that. So yes, you're crazy around me. I'm sorry. It's all good, Jake. I appreciate the uh, the time. I know you got to get going, and uh, folks can read more of your stuff on the Twins at ScoreNorth.com and your one stop shop for all written content from Score North, the Score North app, which is totally totally free. Jake, I always appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. And uh, cut the brakes. We're all crazy. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, Love Jake. You, Bye, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> the season was starting with breaks intact regardless. I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy enough to cut the breaks at the start of the yeah, season. I don't think you have to cut the brakes. I, I need to see something first. But and, you, the mentality thing that, that you brought, brought up to me is the key here. I love to but see But those this. are two separate things. Agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for the all-in, let's-go-for-it mentality. I'm all about that. That's what I've been saying. Do you not like I, the pitcher that, that much? What's the, like, like what's the hang-up? I got a few hangups, Judd. Well, tell me what they are. Okay. I want your hangups. I touched on a couple of them with Jake there. What I was looking for for this rotation, as the rotation stood yesterday, I felt like the bridge was built from here to the trade deadline. Are we in agreement on that? That bridge was built. It maybe was. It maybe wasn't no, rock. It wasn't rock solid. I don't agree because it I, was built. I hated the three on opening day as of yesterday, and now I don't. But you thought they were the favorites to win the division, didn't you? I, I feel like you've you've said that before. Yes, but I still wanted the starting pitching upgraded. Okay. So, yes, I felt like they were the favorites. I felt like the White Sox are going to be improved. But I, if you had come to me at 4 o'clock yesterday when our afternoon show started, I would have told you I hate what they're doing on opening day at the third start. This is not the guy who makes you feel like they can take the Yankees in a playoff series. And I'm with you about the Astros. A, there's turmoil there. And B, let's find out how good they are when they don't know what pitches are coming. Mm-hmm. Until they answer both of those questions, the Yankees are the team to go through in the American League. D- does Kenta Maeda, does, is he the guy who makes you go, now we can take the Yankees in a playoff series? Okay, I'm going to go one step beyond that. But he's not. Okay, but I'm, but I'm going to just hear, hear me out on why I'm going to go one step beyond that. Because one is, I like him as the third starter on opening day a lot more. And I see this as a process to getting to the playoffs, all right? And the other thing is... Now that we're on the same page, on. And the other thing is, and, and I can't help but tie these things together, Rami, what is incredibly important to me is, if you had asked me yesterday afternoon, do you think the Twins will be willing, clear-cut, to trade a top-five prospect to get an ace before the trade deadline... I would have said, I don't think so. I haven't seen this uh, administration of brain trust do that. I don't think they'll do it. Now I've changed. So so I see what they did last night as, one, getting a piece to a puzzle that can help them, certainly, and can help them in the playoffs, too. But, B, I see it as, whose phone just rang? I, I got sources here. I got people. I got fine, guests. Fines, you know, people are just calling fines to be paid. Me, you know, fine. You know, first That's my Astro first, signal got a curveball. No, no, curveball justified. First week, full, first week, the ringer. first week, full time. It. First week, full time, and we got to put up with it. Exactly. Oh, please. <laughs> I booked half this show. Okay. And well, and I am going to give you credit for something in one second too. <laughs> Great job, by the way. But anyway, fine job, young man. I do have to link the fact that I now, <laughs> that I now do see this as a signal. That if Brios does not emerge as a true ace, and he very well might not, Rami, that I now will open the door to they would trade another top five prospect to get a pitcher who can but then that's slot exact, in. That's exact, but I'm okay with that. But that's exactly my problem. You didn't. You but didn't, I'm okay with that. You didn't need to trade Gratterall to get Maeda just to get to the trade deadline. That wasn't necessary. Save Gratterall. Save your bullets. 
If you weren't going to go and get the impact pitcher now, but you got you got more bullets. Here. Save your bullets until it's time to go and get the impact pitcher. But you got bullets. And to be quite honest with you, more you over, bullets. You overpaid. You I, overpaid. I, I, you I got, don't know about that. How can Kenta Maeda, or excuse me, how can Brewstar Gratterall be half the package that gets Mookie Betts? Oh, because the, the second best player in baseball, the, but he's only good enough to get Kenta Maeda. The Red Sox are actively running. Out of contention. But they still want value. But they desperately need prospects. Their farm system is so in such shambles right now that they look at Gratterall and say, "He, he, oh man, he's going to be good." You don't know that he's at arm problems. He's a lottery ticket. He's a good lottery ticket, but he's a lottery ticket. And I don't think Gratterall is as high of a value as we think he is on the on the market. He was half teams, the package to get Mookie Betts. Teams don't view For Gratterall. For a team that was desperate to trade Mookie Betts. I don't think teams view Gratterall as, we're not going to give you our ace for Bruzdar Gratterall. We don't, if that was the case, we would have gotten that not guy. Not looking for that. Not looking for a one-for-one trade of Gratterall for an ace. But you what got, I'm saying if, is if he was good enough to be okay. part of a package that gets you Mookie Betts, maybe he could be good enough to be part of a package that gets you Syndergaard to, or whoever else might be but, on the trade market between now and July 31st. But Jake DePew's point is a good one. That is, two years ago, you made a lot of trades at the deadline that infuriated fans to stock your farm system up. You've got... You've got tons of bullets left in the chamber. That's the great thing. Don't spend foolishly. See, I don't think this is foolish. I don't think it's foolish. I think it's kind of foolish. I think it's kind of foolish. I think this is smart. I think, I, I think this is smart, and I think I think Homer Bailey is okay. foolish. First of all, let me just clarify something. Being the one guy talking to three guys, if you include Jake, who's not crazy about this trade, that makes me sound like I hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. I don't... I don't but don't I, you I see don't that think, there's more bullets and here? And I don't think it was... Really, all that necessary. I feel like they weakened the bullpen. I really thought that I really thought Brewstar Gratterall was going to be the secret weapon for this team this season out of the bullpen. And a lot of people sound like Jake today, like, oh, I wasn't ever really sure about Brewstar Gratterall. Everybody was sure about Brewstar Gratterall when he came up for the bullpen last year and was throwing 100 miles an hour like, with an 80 the, mile per hour they slider. Because like now they, all of a sudden, like people gun. who want to like this deal are out on Brewstar Gratterall. I'm sorry. I thought he was going to be, I don't even know if he was ever going to be a great starter. I thought he was going to be really, really dangerous for them out of the bullpen this year. But your love for for him right now or thinking that this was going to be good is the key thing because this is how the Red Sox think. This is why you build up prospects. This is the whole thing. You build them up beyond their abilities because then people say, how could you trade that great prospect? And the team that gets them says, I can't believe we got this great prospect. I've seen this rope it up a thousand times. It's a beautiful thing. I like it. Build up all your prospects beyond belief, and then you know what you have to have the balls to do? Trade them. Trade them. And the Twins still have a top 10 prospect system right now, too. That's still in the top 10. So that's still on that's, the table. There's bullets. There's great. bullets there, in the chamber There still. are more bullets in the chamber. I just hope that they they fire them more wisely than they did with Gratterall. Because I think you overpaid. I think you might. I think giving up Gratterall to get Maeda, you overpaid. You got an above average pitcher. Are we all in agreement that he's an above average yeah. pitcher and not much more than that? That's what the numbers say. He's, he's an above, above average, average pitcher. pitcher. Yes. We all came into the offseason saying they need to get somebody who you can slot in front of or at least right next to okay. Jose Barrios. Did they get that? No, they what? didn't. I didn't want them to be prospect hoarders, hoarders, but I also didn't want them to spend foolishly. I would have rather packaged Gratterall. To hell, go and get Mookie Betts. You had half the package to get Mookie Betts. Go and get Mookie Betts. You want to talk about all in? That's all in. Or go get 
Go get Chris Bryant. Go get Francisco you, Lindor. Go get Nolan Arenado. Go get one of those guys. If Bruce Dark Gratterall is good enough to get ha- to be half the package to get Mookie Betts, let's really go all in, give up another prospect, and go get one of those impact guys. Or or sign a guy like Dallas Keuchel, who's almost identical to Kenta Maeda, and keep Bruce Dark Gratterall. More expensive, but here's what you just did. You paid to keep Bruce Dar Gratterall and have your bullpen be that much better, and you paid to keep him out of one of your division opponents' hands. To me, that's worth but it. But then, if you do that, guess what you don't get? Josh Donaldson. Sure you do. No, you don't. Sure you do. Maeda comes on a very reasonable contract. You're telling contract. me that they've hit the absolute ceiling I'm in, telling in you salary? If, I'm telling you, if they sign Keiko, they don't get J.D. And I'm, I, I'm telling you that right now. But let but let me paint the picture. And I would say that feeds right into the cheap poll ads narrative but because you had enough money to let get me both paint, of those. Let guys. me paint the picture. Let me put the puzzle together to go down the path that we now can look at as realistic, okay? You make a trade now where you've shown that you'll tra- trade a top five prospect. You make a trade for a starting pitcher in July who is going to be, let's say, above Brios and, and Jake, okay? So it goes pitcher X. Barrios Odo, all right? Kenta Maeda has been outstanding where? During the course of his career with the Dodgers. Out of the bullpen in the playoffs. You move him there then, and then your bullet that you're talking about, the theoretical bullet of Gratterall being the ace in the bullpen that you weren't expecting, or that might be a pleasant surprise, is replaced by a guy that you know has had success there in the playoffs. That's how I think the puzzle gets put together. And that's great and all. I just think that there was a better there was a better puzzle to be put together. There sure. was a there was a clearer path to success than than what they did yesterday in trading Gratterall for an above average pitcher. Gratterall, who was good enough to be half the package to get Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. you traded him for an above average pitcher. Mm-hmm. We got to get to a break. Phone lines are open to you at six five one six four six eight two five five, or you can tweet us at SKOR North. Your thoughts on the Twins trade at Score North Live around fifteen hundred Score North. Hey, Scornorth listeners, it's Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is here to give business owners that peace of mind that you need when you've built a company with your blood, your sweat, your tears, maybe not your blood, but whatever, like you built a company and you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover, if needed, recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Federated has a century of experience in helping business owners. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect you.